I'm Gary Scattergood for Food Manufacture, reporting from the Beating the Nutrition Recession Conference, organised by Government Knowledge in central London. Delegates of today heard that the levels of people in food poverty are soaring, leading increasing numbers of people to turn to food banks and other community-based organisations for support. I've been joined by Calvin Chung, CEO of one of these organisations, Food Cycle, to find out what the situation's like on the ground and how the food industry is responding to it. Calvin, first of all, I know you're keen to stress that your organisation is isn't a food bank. Give us a brief overview of what your organization does. We bring together communities and combine surplus food, volunteers, and a spare kitchen space to create delicious three-course meals for people at risk of food poverty and social isolation. We've heard this morning at the conference about how levels of food poverty is increasing. Is this your experience on the ground? Absolutely, and we see more people coming to us from all walks of life. Increasingly, also a lot of elderly people who are living alone that want a nice hot meal. You mentioned that there's a wide range range of people that are coming to your organisation. We've also heard today about how potential government cuts, the age of austerity, if you like, is impacting on people and their ability to eat well. Are there any sectors of the community that really need help in this respect? Traditionally, when you say people affected by food poverty, you would think people who are homeless, people who are refugees. But what we see right now is a lot of people kind of caught in the middle. Elderly people who are on pensions, on low incomes, families that are being squeezed because of rising food prices or debt issues. People from all walks of life that are coming because they need a really good meal. Now a lot of the produce that you get comes from a lot of the major retailers. How in your opinion is the food industry responding both to the increasing amounts of food poverty that's going on but also in terms of food waste or food surplus? Food Cycle started about five years ago and I think five years ago it was quite hard to get a straight answer from all the kind of national supermarkets but I think now five years on it's pretty standard to know that there is food waste out there. The supermarkets and the retailers do have have this food waste, I would say that it is a very small amount. Every time it's probably under 1%, but that 1%, when you translate that to actual amounts, is a lot of food. And right now, we've made a lot of headway in the last couple months with most of the major retailers into getting more standardized back-of-store policies so local charities can collect from them. And also, we are working with DEFRA and other charities such as Fair Share to get more food from up the stream from the manufacturers and from the warehouses as well. And it's interesting that you um, mentioned manufacturers there. What more can they do to help organizations like yours? It's a complex issue. Manufacturers, if they see that they do have some surplus, there are ways to get around the kind of challenges they face to get that surplus to, into the hands of organizations like Company Shop to Fair Share or to ourselves. The people who are interested should definitely get in contact with us. We were just in a meeting yesterday in regards to addressing all the challenges. There are a lot of challenges such as ownership, health and safety, labor, brand protection. It was a consortium of industry partners and experts from the retail sector. And our conclusion was that every challenge can be overcome, but that needs the right motivations from the company itself. And you mentioned there are quite a few challenges that do have to be overcome from a manufacturing perspective to work with organizations like yours. Is this something that can only be tackled on a case-by-case basis, or does there really need to be an industry-wide approach to something like this? What we're doing right now with DEFRA, Fair Share, and other partners in the industry is coming up with an industry response. There's currently an industry working group headed by DEFRA and RAP. So that's what we're doing from an industry perspective. But every manufacturer will have its own bespoke solution for this because you have different targets, you have different processes, you have different visions and different practices. So for us, it's about using industry best practice and then trickling that down on a case-to-case basis to find a solution for every manufacturer and retailer. From a manufacturer's perspective also, there's competing demands, isn't there, for food surplus and, and food waste, one of which is 
anaerobic digestion. Obviously, that's a potential revenue stream for many manufacturers. Why should they discard that and instead work with organizations like yours? When manufacturers have to ask themselves the questions, what is their bottom line and what they think about the food waste hierarchy? So making sure that is available first to humans, then to animals, if possible, then to compost, and then at the very end, anaerobic digestion. What we're seeing right now, because in recent history, there has been a very strong push towards anaerobic digestion. A lot of companies are going through and just skipping right to that end stage. So we encourage companies to look at that whole value chain and make a hard decision that giving it to people may make you less money, but that donated goods to a local charity or a national charity might save the voluntary sector and be kind of your donation in kind in tens of thousands of pounds. And the social good of that cannot compare to what you do with anaerobic digestion, which is just make fertilizer and gas out of it. Strong message there. Thank you very much indeed. Kevin Chung, CEO from Food Cycle. I'm Gary Scattergood for Food Manufacture.